Hello there. And welcome to the Force Discussions with Hope and Kevin. In a world where we blow up planets hundreds of times with lasers and other crystals for some odd reason, we are going to go back to a planet that is pretty much glass. Mandalore. I I I was wrong in my predictions for this show. I was like, they're never gonna get to Mandalore. We're not gonna get to Mandalore to like episode six or like seven. Five minutes. <laughs> Go take a nap. Oh um, we got so <laughs> far in this episode. I was pleasantly surprised. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. And happy at the same time. Uh yeah. Um so we are going to talk about The Mandalorian. It's like we have to do it. It's like in the contract. This we have is the to way. Do, this, this is, is the, the way. way. You have to do that after you say The Mandalorian. So we are going to talk about Chapter 18, which is titled The Minds of Mandalore. But first. What? Do a little dance. Make a little love. No, just kidding. Um, no, I mean, that's fine. We're going to play that. a game. Oh, we're gonna play a game. Oh, I think you're saying like we're so, gonna take a break. I was like, I can no. You know, yeah, let's take a break. Uh, we just started. It's only been just, a minute and thirty nine seconds. Just like the episode. Oh, we're gonna get the minute. We're in the minute. Quick, right? Right. We're, we're speeding. We're speed. Everything's gonna be sped along. Okay. So I'm gonna do my little spinning thingy. Your spinny thingy. May want to be more descriptive on that one. You're well, you know, the, the wheel, game your, thing. The game wheel that you have on your computer that has yeah. different games on it. Of Ta-da! All that it, oh, see, I can't see the screen, so I, I just know, assume. Angie can't hear it either. <laughs> okay. It is, guess which one it is. You're not going to guess. It's time for Traumatizing Tales from Childhood with Kevin. Oh, Jesus. Do I have any more left? You've only told like two, so yeah, you got a lot left. Uh, okay. Yeah. Traumatizing tales. So, what like are we, are we picking a time, or is it just any tale? You come. You have to provide us with a story that is like kind of traumatizing. Um. Um. Did I ever tell the Christmas one where I where my the the Christmas? I can't remember what the year it was, but I was like maybe like one ish. I guess it was the Christmas of not. Uh, I don't think so. Nineteen eighty-seven. Yes, yeah, you were you were one, but you. Um, I don't think I told that story yet. I don't think so because the Christmas one that I remember, which I don't know if you told it on here, was um, the suitcases. No, yeah, I have. So I think right. that's the one you told. So okay, yeah, that and that you were older. You were like you know elementary school, but this you're you're a baby. I get, I get, so I, I got you, one. I got one for a baby. But you don't remember this obviously because you remember it. You so, know it because there's a video of it. Yes. So there's <laughs> there's a very famous video in my family. I think it's 1987 uh, or, or 88. It's either 88. One of the like you were a toddler. Definitely before the 90s. I can't remember yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. what year. But you were between I the was, ages of one and three. Yeah. Somewhere okay. around there. Um so we have a video. It's our favorite Christmas video if we ever want to laugh at all of our family. Uh, and it shows perfectly how I was judged in this family from, like, day one. Uh, yeah. Like, so, we're, so first of all, the background of this is my mom literally, like every parent, stayed up all night wrapping all the gifts as my dad did not. He was on, like, a second job or third job, whatever job he was on. And he was there for Christmas. So Christmas morning, you can just – my dad – rented a camera because at that point there was no cameras to buy it was you rented a physical camera and he was so proud of himself that he rented a video camera to capture christmas moments with his family now i that uh, that was a thing to do yeah, in the late was, 80s early 90s was, was record fucking everything yeah it was it was or could, holidays he was so proud of it but uh, this is him telling me this he was so proud of himself for having a of recording of that Eventually he bought one. He was like, oh, the greatest. Like, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. But so this is, so in this thing, you see like me and my brother getting gifts and my mom is passing the gifts. My dad is recording. And my mom is like, you can see my mom walk back and forth. Like I like open the gifts. I don't care anymore. Like I got yeah. an hour of sleep and <laughs> I am in the kitchen for some reason. Like our you know, the living room, and the kitchen were connected. And I got the first toy I got 
was this like Mickey Mouse like little toy that had like it was like one of those clock toys where like the arms went around like mm-hmm. you know the, the cow says moo but it was like Mickey Mouse and stuff. Oh, gotcha. So that's cute. You're seeing me like uh, get this toy and I'm like, yeah, all right. And I'm so happy with this toy. I don't want to deal with any other toy. So, like, my mom is just like, I'm done with this kid. There's a hundred other presents. He just likes this one, whatever. So my brother, you hear my brother in the background, who has been taught by my mom and dad to say, wow, it's exactly what I wanted (laughs) on everything. Oh, my God. To train him to be able to do this. In the video, my dad is videotaping everyone. You see my mom Physically hit me with the box. Not like I'm hitting this kid with a box. Like she's moving a box. I'm standing smack right on the head. I fall down. I look up my dad who is recording this and go, I start crying. And my dad, before I start crying, just goes, ha ha, and turns the camera away. <laughs> and you just hear and you in the crying. background, you hear me crying. And he's just like <laughs> looking at my older brother, like, what gift does he have? Like, oh, well, I'm-. and then cue, this is exactly what I want. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And yeah. then in the background, but it was li- that's the epitome of the '90s parent. Well, here's the thing: we think that I clearly remembered this part because later we're at my either we're at my uh, grandmother's or before, and my dad is in the camera and he's asking everyone like, "How do you feel about this Christmas?" And everyone has the exact same reaction: like, "Get that away from me! I don't want to. I don't want to deal with this." But so finally, he gets to me, and I don't know if this is after or before. Or like the reason why my dad did not care, but I'm like flipping off the camera. <laughs> I guess it's out. Like I put my middle finger on my lips, oh my and God. I was just like holding it down. And my dad goes, <laughs> "Are you enjoying Christmas?" And it's just me flipping, flipping off the camera off. with my mouth, like with my finger on my mouth. And he just goes, "Yeah." <laughs> and again, same turn and pause. It goes, "Go away." <laughs> oh my God! Who knows what came first? Like, did you I flip him off first and then fall over? So that, like, that's what I can't remember. But it, that's it, funny. I think it was I flipped him off before, so I think it was like payback from my dad. Like, when you flipped me off. Well, you got hurt. Well, nope, not gonna deal with that. Tough shit. <laughs> Life sucks. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, it, that wasn't traumatizing, but that was fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, poor Kevin. Yeah, that was that was the Chris. That was the Christmas of. That was the Christmas where pretty much we, we realized, oh, Kevin's just there. Mm, Kevin is Kevin here? Oh, Kevin is here. Hey, well, I think we already talked about when you one of the I think one of the first traumatizing tales you told was being left at Dairy Queen. That was no, I, that was that wasn't traumatizing. It just I was angry, just angry because yeah. every everyone everyone who knew said nothing, and right. people who didn't were mad at me for reacting the way I did. The way you did, and then right. when they finally like, where who brought me home? It's like what. Oh, you you did right? No, he was in my car. I had four. Uh, oh, oh, we left him at Dairy Queen. <laughs> okay, so thank you for um, indulging me in our game and telling us a nice traumatizing tale of, from childhood with Kevin. That was wonderful. Thank you. I'm glad I had that loaded up. I'm know. glad you had that loaded up, ready to go. It was going to take a while. I'm going to have to pause it the next time. Like, yeah. oh, shoot, I got to think of some more trauma. I I think I've forgotten more than I've had. Uh, well, let's hope so. Okay, we're talking about Chapter 18 of The Mandalorian, season th- from Season 3, called The Minds of Mandalore. Minds and of um, the first thing we see is it's Tatooine. Yeah, they go to Tatooine first. And I'm not going to lie. Not, this is not in a bad way. This isn't to sound mean, but it, it had a very prequel feel. Yeah, they were racing uh, cars in the streets, and we were just, from Boba Fett's world, we just had, like, races and stuff, so yeah. I'm happy I didn't see the Power Rangers vehicles running oh around God. there. Well, I thought it was one. a pod race, like, I legit, but they're, they explain later, briefly, but they're having a holiday, Bunta, it's a celebration, so people are, like, just celebrating. Dry, celebrating. I mean, when you get, yeah. when I wrote down, like, before you find anything out, I'm like, people are cheering. Like, there's confetti and there's cheering. So they're celebrating a holiday, it's I guess, probably by a having race a in race. The streets, right. Whatever. Um, and we see Amy Sedaris's character. So I had to write it down because I never fucking remember. Um, Pelly or Peely? Pelly? Yeah. Pelly? Pelly. And uh, she is, looks like she's doing a deal with an alien. What are they called? A Rodian. A Rodian. The Green. The, Greedo. The, yeah, Greedo's character. That race. And uh, she ends up basically swindling him. Yeah, so she's working with the Jawas. Yep. He's like, I don't know where the parts went. It's going to take me like two months to get the parts. He's like, all right, well, pay me half now. 
And I'll give that half when I got the job done. So he does that, and all of a sudden, he's just, is he gone? Yeah. All right, get in here. And it's it's exactly the parts that he needs from his thing. Mm-hmm. He's like, all right, put, put it, it back together, put it back together, it. paint it with a different color, and we're mm-hmm. good. And uh, then Mando lands in her uh, shop area. She thinks that she, that baby. Uh, that, sorry, that Grogu was talking to her. Like he said my name. He said you heard him. He said my name. He's like barely like. Gah, gah, gah. Yeah, he's not saying real words. And also, Mando doesn't give a shit. He's like, I don't care. <laughs> no he legit reaction. just ignores her. But um, one thing you pointed out when Grogu gets out of the ship, he force jumps. He force jumps. Yeah. And you mentioned. So I read this up in some of the descriptions of the show that. that be, uh, that Grogu was with Luke for like two years. That's crazy. And that makes a lot more sense with everything that was going on, minus one thing, and the minus is the dark saber stuff. Like, yeah, it, like clearly there's some time jumps that we're not being made aware of. I just didn't even know that. Like, did I miss that somewhere? I don't think it was anywhere. I, I read it online. I had to write like, oh, this is two, you know Grogu's two years of. You know, being with Luke. Yeah, I just, uh, I don't know where, You know like, what? I'm just afraid the, that I missed it, you know like what, somebody said it. You know what I think it is? Is because of all the time jumps from Boba Fett. Oh yeah, I'm all fucked up. It, that they just like put it together like, yeah, it's been two years. Mm. Because he was still, you know, he had a whole, I, I think it's the whole adventure of Boba Fett. Like he got found, it was two years after the Empire thing or, or whatever, you know, he had his time with the the Sam people, and then he had you know that. I think that's what the it time was at is. a roundtable interview with Skywalkers. Favreau said of Grogu, "We know he started off earlier in the Jedi Temple. We've seen flashbacks that we speak to that, and then we know that he's been rescued and spent many years with the Mandalorian. Went back, went back with Luke, and now he's been two years apart from him." training so he i mean the lord and savior john favreau said it so it's fucking gospel um so yeah so it's been two two years i at the most i probably thought like six months to a year yeah that's what i was thinking but two years makes sense and you know what and he learned some four stuff cool and okay i didn't read is this the one i was reading Oh, yeah. The title of this article is, well, this came out four days ago, so this was before the new episode, but it says, the biggest question is, if Grogu and, and Din Djarin spent two years apart, they don't have much to show for it, question mark. Show what? what? But, like, that, um, in two years, Gro- Grogu showed barely any, like, Im- improvement or whatever. I'm like, it's the first fucking episode. Yeah, I mean, like, the fact that he... Like in this episode, he definitely shows yeah, it. Yeah, this one he does. He has a force jump. He does a force push. He does a bunch of stuff. So they the did force. write this before, but I'm just like surprised. Like, okay. Yeah, they, they're showing it off, and it's fine. So anyway. And he's not um, getting exhausted after using it. Right. That's the main thing. Like he, he lifted up that weird like rhino creature, the furry rhino. Right. And, and he was dead and, for like a day. And he was still obviously very new and no pun intended, green mm-hmm. in learning the ways of the force. So, and he had some training. It's just he blocked it out because it was a traumatic experience. I wonder what that could have been. <laughs> shooty, shooty, McShooty. Yeah, shoots uh, order, execute order 66. Schools. So, Din Djarin explains he needs a drawer. Well, first he wants the part, the memory circuit for IG 11. And she asked the Jawas, and like, nope, can't get it. No way. Absolutely not. Yeah. Like, it's, but I'll give you this but droid. But I'll give you this droid. It's the same droid from A New Hope. Is, the it, red one. is it really? Yeah, so his I name is like R5. I think it is the same one. And uh, he is like, well, number one, the droid is scared and does not want to go because he explains he needs a droid for spelunking, which is like cave diving and stuff, and um, an adventuring droid. This guy is about to fall, literally fall apart. He fell apart when she like touched him. He's like, yes. hey, this is fine. Touch, and like his panel falls off. He has electrical shock. He's like, ah. So this was uh, Luke's. Um, this was the, the droid, droid before they got R2. Yeah. In the uh, the episode four, the first Star Wars movie. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so she sells, uh, don't ask me how, oh, she sells him a bunch of shit to get him to take No, she the does droid. it half off. That's what, what I mean. Is she, she installs a, uh, a way for him to be in the ship, which that part was not, that was a little coop that uh, Baby Yoda had. 
and that one and they give doll. they give the droid a good oil bath. Yes, and, um, oil he's because he's a droid. He's forced to go with Mando to Mandalore, and they go right to the dang planet. Legit, like, like it, no, like bye, boom, they're there. You were exaggerating. It was only a, f- a few minutes, and they get through the surface atmosphere, and it's like all rainy and stormy and i thought that for some reason i was like oh my god is this gonna be like the whole planet the whole planet like hoth except like ice rain and like wet and gross but no it was like like you said pockets yeah of it was like a, it was a storm going through i'm like you could have picked a better spot to go through but maybe that's just how the atmosphere is yeah. which makes sense for one thing this like you can't scan anything past it but there's the other fact is that everyone thinks that the entire place is poisoned he gets down no, no there, one's gonna, and no, well, no one. How could you find out past that? Right. So he explains that their communications are because of the magnetic field that's fucked up the planet. Uh, the planet. They cannot communicate past the atmosphere, so they can't. They're alone. They'd have yes, they are alone, and they would have to leave the atmosphere in order to communicate with anybody. And so they have to be careful. He does have like a moment where he's like teaching. Grogu, like, hot, like yes. this is where Mandalore is. This is a planet where I grew up, and this is where Bo-Katan is. Remember this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it, it's it's like big foreshadowing. Yeah, and so um, I, I remembered from the last episode, he did that already. He already was, like, showing him the map and saying, like, as a Mandalorian, you need to be aware of the galaxy and how to navigate and go to the different planets. And I'm like, why are we saying this again? And why are we pointing out Bo-Katan? Like, that felt a little forced to me only because I remember that scene already. So I'm like, why are we reiterating? And it's because she is incredibly important to this episode. So they get to the planet and um, he forces R5 to go out and get an air sample. Fails. And, yeah, he like falls. Well, he's like, hey, rolling droid that doesn't have any legs on and an, arms. On a glass planet. Go into that <laughs> area and he literally fell into like a cavern because it drops. Uh, so he Mando has to go. I, Mando is like, I'll be right back. And I go, famous last words. <laughs> he goes out um, and he has to fight these like cave cre- I'm not kidding. These creatures. They're cave creatures that yep. have the ability to know how to use weapons. Yeah. And I, at first I was like, oh, it's mutated people. That's fine. I think no, like, they're native to yeah, the land. They're native to the land. I'm like, oh, that's horrible. That means they're just like, oh, just trying to live. And you're like, oh, look, someone's trying to attack us. Let's get them. So, death, death, death. Yeah, I mean, they're oh, well, they also have, they want they got to eat. Yeah, so cannibalism. There you go. They uh, he gets away, and they discover that the air is okay. That it's not poisoned. It's not contaminated to the point where you can't be in the atmosphere. I mean, you can even take your mask off um, or your helmet, but he keeps his on. So <clears throat> he conveniently goes right to the civic center where Bo-Katan told him he needed to go. Yeah. I mean, uh, he granted, literally walked out of a ship. probably was going there. Well, maybe maybe the she coordinates? Gave him, yeah, maybe she gave him coordinates. I don't know. It was just a little... Plot holes are here a hell of a drug. Mm. <sighs> and he drops down and he has to go down... Far. Yeah, I will say the visuals were pretty good because I remember watching the Clone Wars and seeing Mandalore as it was, and it was you know it was like a city. It, it was, was like, like Coruscant. Very, it was looking. very Coruscant, futuristic, mm. and the sheer fact that it's just like that, but covered in moss, broken stuff, everything. I was like, good job, guys. Yeah, good job. Because <clears throat> you did it very well. Even like some of the spots that like he landed on, it was like that's a bridge. Yep, yeah, that's where they were walking. That's where people were walking. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so I'm sure people who watch The Clone Wars and now watch Mandalorian will appreciate yeah. that visual. So he finds a helmet in the sand and because you, you can see the T and the part of the, the Mandalorian the helmet, helmet. And he starts to get it out and is immediately like scooped up in like a basically... Like it a robot. Like a, it, at first, it looked like a net, but it's like a robot. It's like a robot spider. And I wrote, "It's a trap." But yeah. Yes, I wrote robots. It's literally a robot spider. Yeah. And at first, we thought it was just a robot. Like maybe it was like an auto thing or something. Right, like a sensor. It, then all of a sudden, a creature. Well, something comes out of it. Yep. And you immediately go, "It's General Grievous." It's Junior, Junior. <laughs> Grievous Junior, because it was he was part. Uh, Looked like he was part organic. Organic, in some way. excuse me. Thank you. And and then mostly robotic arms, legs. Yeah, he had like tubes in him that looked yeah. like some blood was going through. His uh, his his 
pictured eye actually mm-hmm. looked like a real eye. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really so. And they they get the cage that he's on. He also like drugs him immediately. He yeah knocks um, him out right away. Um, and he puts him over like what looks like a rotisserie. <laughs> uh, stick. That's immediately what I thought. It yeah. looks like a cage. You'd you'd put like a big you know a big thing you want to roast, pig, a pig roast over a, a spit, yeah. and you could like Gro- crank it. Grogu on the other hand follows. I, follows. He follows because. Where's my dad? Um, and yeah, he sees the spider but also, guy. He gets out of his floating thing, which he's been in the whole time, floating around. Yeah, and, and then he gets, gets out. Out of it to go like I'm gonna investigate. I'm like, dude, no one's the gonna know you're in that thing. The only thing I can think is because it would be easier for him to hide. Me, I don't know, but it was just so weird to be like, all right, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna get up. <laughs> Why? Why one. are you climbing over things? You have a hoverboard above your head. I'm gonna walk three <laughs> feet because that's as far as I can go. So he, the spider guy, takes Mando's weapons and throws them onto the sand. He takes his weapons away, and uh, so Grogu catches up and he tries to use the Force to open the cage to get. Yeah. Which even if he had, if Dinjarin <clears throat> had been drugged, he probably wouldn't be able to move. Yeah. So, but he gets kind of caught and and he, grogu it, like he almost then, gets hit by then, the spider then he calls his ship the, the hoverboard then he in. gets his little <laughs> then he jumps in yeah. there and just zoom flies out of there and he i was like oh what is he doing and he's like he's piecing out but yeah, for got, a good reason but he gets all the way to about the cave entrance that they got in and one of those and, evil creatures yeah. in there and he's like huh and they go to the outside of the cave and he just blasts the damn thing with the force like whoa mm-hmm. crap goes in the ship and he just points to the Bogotan's planet to the Astromex, like yeah. go here. And sure enough, they go off to Bogotan's to like go and get her to get help. Which yeah, at this smart, it man. was smart. But I do like that her reaction is like we have an unexpected guest coming, and she's just sitting there. She's always holding her helmet to yeah. the right, face like her, my helmet's faced is front. My face, it's not on my face. It's, you're going to see both these faces. Yeah. But she's funny. like walking up the ship, same thing, helmet like that. Like, I told you not to come around. Like, it was like a bad girlfriend, like ex girlfriend. Like, yeah. I told you to never come back here. I can't believe. Why is there a kid in your car? <laughs> so, yeah, she goes out and she's like getting all riled up. And then Grogu pops up and he's all sad. And he's she's like, uh, what happened to him? So she goes with Grogu and R5 in her ship to Mandalore. And they, Grogu has to guide her through the ruins to where he is. She she doesn't know exactly. There was a little part where she's like going through, like seeing like past, past the stormy part. And she just kind of has a little smile on her face. And I'm like, yeah, well, Bo-Katan, you like this. this is, a little bit. This is good for you. Uh, I mean, she proves that she is smart and capable and a good fighter. Yeah. And, oh, God. Like, Grogu um, gets down there and she fights like three of she these has guys. To, yeah. So that was, so they start walking in. And of course, Grogu is scared. Like, obviously, he's already faced the beasts in this fucking place. And she, in because she knows Mandalore, is instinctive to be aware of them and shoots them down. Before they can yeah, like get before the first they jump hit. on her, yeah, and they, she takes and them she's out. Like, you know, I'm a Mandalorian too. You know, <laughs> she's like, what did you think your dad was the only Mandalorian? And oh, those creatures are called Alamites. And she explained yeah. that like they live there, but they used to live like on the outskirts of the city and like just wouldn't bother. They're basically like wildebeest and like lived out in the woods. And now that Mandalore is destroyed, they just go wherever the fuck they want. They're looking yeah, for food. True. But uh, but no, they have it. And then she has she has like one awesome battle scene after another. She fights those things. Then they we get, get to Ma- we get to Mando, yeah. and he's getting his blood drained by this thing. And it kind of makes sense because the creature looks like he's being pumped with some blood. Yeah, so maybe that's how he sustains life. Oh, maybe. spiders drink blood, don't they? Yeah. So that's why, because he's like a spider creature. Yeah, thing. like maybe he captures those other creatures and drains, and their, drains blood. their blood. But a human but is probably better. You can clearly see like the, 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 the tubes that they have doesn't have much in it, like when right. he's walking around. So it's like, eh, it's been a while since you had a snack. <laughs> so Bo-Katan shows up right in time to fight this fucker, and he like, he's got like an electric zap. So he has one of those staffs from uh, the... But it can hold out. Yeah, it can. Longer. Well, those could zap. Oh, okay. Those could zap in there. Yeah. So he gets a good a couple of zaps in, but 
Bo-Katan picks up the black saber. Dark saber. Sorry. Dark. It's called the dark. The dark saber. Um, uh, the Star Wars community has uh, named it the dark saber. I'm sorry. The da- well, the blade is black with white around. It. Anyway, the dark saber, and she fights well. Yeah, because really the, well. The whole thing with the dark saber is that you have to have no conflict. And she just picks and it up with one hand. One hands it with a shield and just goes to freaking town on this guy. First, she cuts him down. Then and stabs his him. Head goes and creeps, just like General Damn Grievous. Like his head just grows some arms and just claps. Yeah, back his head detaches spider. from his body, and, and then because he's mechanical, it you know these little legs just pop out, and he goes into the big robot he was in earlier and she cuts that thing down to size thank god she had the saber like legit and she cuts him down that thing is dead she saves Jajaran and is able to help him kind of recoup and gives him pog soup so at first I was like porg but no (sighs) she said pog I don't know what pog is I guess it's just some soup I bet it's just some ration soup that she had, whatever it is. I know. Who knows? Like, he's like, every Mandalorian knows this. And he's like, well, apparently not. Well, uh. also, he didn't grow up on Mandalore, uh, Mandalore. And she, uh, so th- this episode, there's a lot that happens. So, a lot of lore dumps. He wakes up, he says that he's not going back with her. Yeah, he has to do his obligations. He's got to do his thing. Yeah. And, Go to the living waters. Yep. And of course, what does Bo Katan do? I know where it is. Let me go show you. I might as well just fucking make it's, it easier. It's kinda like being told, like, oh, you have to go to the bank. And you're like, Do you know where it is? Not really. Oh, fine, I'll, I'll drive you. Oh God, if it'll get this over with. I'm not leaving on the planet because I don't have your ship here. <laughs> right. His ship isn't there. He has to eventually go back with her to, with her at some point to get his ship, but not before he can be redeemed. So she goes with him and brings him to the entrance of the mines of Mandalore, and they go in. Um, and she ta- this is when she talks about her family a little bit. So obviously people who know the Clone Wars know, but she talks about being part of the royal family. Her family ruled Mandalore. Her dad, now it, her dad died defending, defending it. And, and he, you had the funniest bit. I thought he so, was being a jackass. but So she goes like, my dad died defending Mandalore. And Mando goes, this is the way. And you go, what the, fuck what the hell was that? I'm like, yeah. that's a part of the creed. You're supposed to protect Mandalore. And he's like, this is the way. He's like, what do you mean? It's like, they, they say that after every time they read something from the creed. It's, yeah, it's like I was cl- like, oh. It's like reading the, it's like reading a book and it's like, and now the chapter ends. Someone's like, that was from the book? Yeah. This is the way. Because <laughs> it just felt like, well, sorry he died, but that's what has to happen. Like, that's well, what it felt like. Yeah, but it's it's like if you, it's like hearing a, go- a gospel something. Okay. Like, amen. Is, <laughs> got it. This is the way. That's why she was like, at first, kind of had the look on her face like, you son. Oh. oh this so is the way. You're doing it that way. All right. So then they, I put that there's uh Oh, she talked about the skull that the Mandalores use as their symbol. Yep. Is the skull of the beast that the first Mandalore was able to tame or defeat or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was interesting. I was like, oh, I was wondering where that came from, which I'm sure was explained somewhere else, but they explained it here for me. Well, they never actually explained it on movies or anything like that. No, but in a book or a comic. Oh, they- or whatever. They've done it there, but then again, this is... And that became their planet logo. This yeah. beast that they killed. Okay. And then, I'm not kidding, Jin starts taking off like some of his gear. Yeah. And for a moment, for a moment, I was like, please don't tell me we're going to have a naked Mando with just a helmet on. Oh my God. And you're like, no bathing. wonder the ratings are so yeah, high. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But no, he but just takes like, off some of his no. gear and he goes in and you said... Fully dressed. Just fully, like walk yeah, very, in. very dressed. And you go, you immediately go, oh, I look like a jaw scene's going to happen. And sure Yeah, because I was like, somebody's going to get pulled under. This he is a dude pulled all the way. Yeah. Yank. And the the whole time I'm sitting here like we're talking before like oh she's definitely going to jump in that water before this even happened cuz I was like oh they can both be redeemed. She can now they Not that she gives a shit. No, she doesn't but like they can use that shit. Yeah. Um for the for the like you're a Mandalore, you know, keep your helmet on. She has to jump in. He didn't just like oops slip and fall. Like he's brought down. She has to like jetpack 
swim down to the floor of this ocean area, water area, and then grab him and bring him back up. So I wrote down, how many times is she going to save his life in this episode? A lot. Um, twice. Two times is apparently what it is. Um, and she, when she gets all the way down... Was it on the? No, it was on the way back up. It was on the way back up. She sees the creature that was, was a myth. Can you explain that to me? Because I I'm confused about why. Like, it was what, important. What, yeah. Oh, oh, it's, it, so she reads that little thing on the outside that says the the these waters. Oh, she thinks that creature isn't real. So no. The creature is what she's saying. She she read that whole thing on the outside that yeah. said that this creature used to live in these waters. Okay. And it was myth. It, that was the reason for their whole symbol. And she's like a non-believer. And so she gets pulled down. He, she goes to save him. And as she's going up, she fucking sees that creature. She didn't believe it. She thought it was a myth. Right, that's and what then, I mean. Ta-da, it's but right there. Is that the creature that they said was the skull? Yeah, it looked exactly like it. Then why would she not believe it if they because have it's, a skull? Like emblem. Because of year, thousands oh, of years. Oh. They've never seen it. She's now seen something that is in their legends. Got it. You know, and okay. like, it's probably because there's literally been no, no civilization around. So the thing's just like, I got nothing to fear. Nothing's trying to kill me. Yeah. So it's um, right there. And it's huge, it's, by the way. It is huge. So it means that it, it's not had to been disturbed for thousands of years on top of their own existence. Meaning it's been there for. It's probably been there for a long time if it can live that long. Exactly. So can I come in with a little piece of... Oh my, of... how can you have... Because it's about this creature. Okay, ready? Hold on. Hope's totally unnecessary. Trivia! First ever live action of a Mandalorian starship, the Gauntlet, was the A... Oh, sorry. That was... That's the wrong one. You messed up your own... God damn okay, thing. I'm sorry. I was this is like five trivias in one. Sorry. The first time in live action a Mandalorian mythosaur is shown mm-hmm. in waters hidden in the dark, seen by Bo Katan. And then, yeah, there's even more trivia. That was the only thing I wanted to read. That was the first live action. Okay, so it's called a mythosaur. Yeah. Who named that? They um, did. Yeah, yeah, they did. Well, it does say that she did did she mention Satine at all? Uh, she said her and her family. Yeah, because it run. says in this episode, Bo-Katan talks about her heritage as the daughter of a great ruler, but does not mention her older sister, Duchess Satine, who ruled before her. So indignant about this. Uh, kind of. Well, she didn't like her. They didn't have a good relationship. They never, and also, so I was trying to think about the timeline of this. This, what's happening on Mando is like roughly 30 years after clones, maybe. I think so, yeah. Like 30, let's say 35 well, yeah, you had the whole. Well, no, no. After clone, I'm talking after. No, no. Her, her whole thing. The last time you see her is when the Clone Wars ends. Yeah, and that's, that's like. So it's all of Luke's, like thirty, yeah, thirty some years, maybe forty. Uh, but what I'm saying that. is, Obi Wan was a middle aged man. He was like what in his forties, maybe fifty, when he was saw Satine. No, he was Satine. He was very young. Then that makes even less sense, because. Oh, Satine! Oh, Satine! The 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 Obi Wan's lover. Yeah. How old were they during in the that Clone time? Clone Wars era when she wasn't he like in his forties? Yeah, I, I guess thirties. So, yeah. Okay, fine. Let's so, say yeah, his I guess 40s. It was 40s. He knew her before that, but that wasn't during the Clone Wars crap. I'm just trying to think if he was a young man because we know in when he was work- a pop, when he was a whatever. We know in A New Hope he is an old man. And by the end of the se- the original trilogy, he's fucking dead. How could Bo-Katan be alive right Bo- now? Because Bo-Katan was like a kid, like teenager. Okay, so... Bo-Katan was a teenager. The, the, the older still, sister the was... the math isn't math, the math. The math's never going to make sense. Like, she, never... she should be older. Probably. I'd like, in my head, I'm like, she should be like a fucking 60-year-old woman. I'd say maybe uh, early 50s. But she was like a teenager. She was like a, a young teenager. That still is not enough time. 
Well, then you go call them up and complain like everyone else. I'm just saying, I feel like the the ages are like way off. I think it's, I think they're fine. It don't, it don't matter. It don't matter. It don't matter. They're making up a story. This is an entire fictional story that Dave Filoni has created in Star Wars. I know. Who cares if you made a mistake on the age? And I know that anything that's set up in the Clone Wars is stuff that they established, not, like it wasn't. There was uh, some canon dirt from the originals or even the prequels. This was something that was created in the 2010s. They they had like, yeah, they had like the background of it, like there in the comic books. They just made a story in it, which is fine. So I did enjoy this episode. There was a lot that happened. I, he went to Mandalorian. There were there. Well, actually he, first we see, his friend Pe- Pelly, and then he goes to Mandalore, and then uh, Grogu has to get help, and then Bo-Katan saves him twice. Like a lot, he actually gets to the waters. I never thought he would get to the waters by the second episode. So then I asked you, I'm like, well, then what are they? What is setting this up? We see this mythosaur. Uh, what is that? I mean, obviously now she's. You say like she's a believer. Like, oh my god, it's the mythosaur isn't so mythy anymore. Yeah. He's, um, I think what they're starting to trying to figure out or try to start is a clan war, clan war, but they're going to figure out. Cause yeah, I think she, uh, Bo-Katan tried to be the Mandalore before, but no one followed her because she was gifted the blade. Right. And you didn't earn it. So what is, what has happened again? She didn't earn the blade. The blade clearly likes her because yeah. everyone else said, holds this damn blade. It's like, can't lift it. They can't lift it. She, on the other hand, is swinging this dang thing around with like crazy. One arm. That shocked me. And then, yeah, she was a very skilled fighter with, with the dark saber. That was, yeah. I, I mean, clearly I, she's, she's worked with it before. And my question, I guess now is like, does that mean she's going to go? F- well, she- no, because remember, she was gifted it before. She she had it before again. The, the way you're supposed to earn it mm-hmm. is in battle. So either Din's going to lie yeah, or she's going to throw him the blade and go, I'm fighting you for that blade. Ooh. Just so she can be Mandalore. Can, but she has to have witnesses. Can Mando say, I'm not going to fight you for it and just give it to her? She doesn't earn it. You have to win it in combat. Stupid. That's the whole thing. That's why. That's why. Like a lot of the stuff in Star Wars. Like, well, I feel like it's it's choosing her almost. It is. Yeah. It's just they don't care. <laughs> like it's yeah. that's the thing that they they know their entire even Jin is saying the same stuff. Is like our entire people are scattered across the galaxy, mm-hmm. and she's like, yeah, they're choosing to because they're idiots. And she's right, and he's right. It mm. isn't like, but what's the end result they're going to have is that I think the end result's going to be Bo-Katan versus Boba Fett. Because they already showed Boba Fett in one of the scenes where they were both, Bo-Katan and Boba Fett were there. Mm. They were both, like, arguing with each other. Like, oh, you're a, cl- you're, you're a cloner. It's like, well, I'm, I'm more nope. Mandalorian than you it would be. It would make sense to, to loop Boba back into this. Uh, because he, he came out of Mando, like he yeah. was a, sh- uh, what is it called? Spinoff. Uh, I, I think they're setting it up for, I'm, I'm intrigued now because I thought the whole fucking season was going to be getting to the goddamn planet. I'm glad that something else is no, clearly It's, it's, it's going to clearly, cooking. it's going to be some kind of clan war. Yeah. Um, which I'm okay with. Have your clan war. I just see. I want you can do whatever you want with Mando. You are anything out mm-hmm. of these series. I don't. I really don't care. What I want to see come out of this whole thing is Theron come back as a movie, mm. starting it up that he has returned, mm-hmm. and you can pick whatever characters you want as long as one of them is freaking Grogu. Okay. Okay. Like have the movies happen with Thrawn coming back. Maybe there's a little Jedi group from Rey. I don't care. Bring her back. Don't care. But mm-hmm. then have one of them go to, like, they need a specialist. They need a Mandalorian. And Grogu is now their Mandalorian, and he talks like Yoda. Hmm. Like, have that, because that's, that's Thrawn. You can have Ahsoka in there. You can have Grogu in there. You can have that as a, a straight movie. Hmm. There's your three parters for movies. And have it be, you can, if you really want to do, you can get really into the comic books and have... 
um, the stuff from the Clone Wars, which was the uh, the enlightened ones or something, the the daughter, the son, and the whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah. That grouping because there's also the mother who is there, insane and evil, and that would be cool to like unleash that in the galaxy. But there's so much. I and I know I need to watch all of the Clone Wars, and I I know I honestly need to do it myself and just like start and binge it. But th- I feel like there is so much that happened and so much to know. Uh, it would be hard to like pull on not obscure things, but things that happen in the Clone Wars, the series that not every audience member is going to know or be able to reference. They could do the war that was in there. There was a war that was in there where the dark side groups, the Sith and the Republic joined forces to fight. They were like a weird, uh, plant-like organism. They were like mm. really weird creatures. They were like, they're kind of remind me of the Dark Elves from um, from Thor, uh, Thor the Dark World. Like mm. they were just evil creatures in the thing. And Thrawn has a rivalry with, Thrawn's people have a rivalry with that group. So it'd be kind of cool to like, oh crack, Thrawn's back with the Empire. Thrawn's the new leader. And he's like, uh, we got to join forces to fight something. It's like, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> this is why I wanted them to do Darth... Uh, um, crate because he was like throughout all of these stories. Every story these guys have that is going on had Darth Crate somehow in it. Obi yeah, Wan, so Mandalorians, freaking Thrawn. Maybe you'll get your wish. I don't know. I hope so because he was a such a cool character. He did he did the rule of one, like I am the one ruler, and all of you serve me. It was like hmm. straight Knights of the Round Table, straight fascism. Oh yeah, absolutely. And no one liked it. That was the funny part. He's like, oh, I'm doing something cool here. And they're like, yeah, we'd rather, Everybody you, hates we'd you. rather you just have an apprentice. No, no, I just, I have, I have like five apprentices. Yeah, that's too many. And like, stop doing that. No, like, you, the Jedi like it, right? You get to like talk to us and have conversations. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're killing and murdering people. Like, it was just so cool. He he met Anakin in his past. He met Obi-Wan in his past. He met these creatures in his past. He's met them all. Yeah. Uh, so do you have any... Well, we kind of talked about predictions for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, I was going to do the little spinny thingy. We have a couple minutes. We could play another game. Yeah, sure. Sounds not another traumatic thing. No, 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 no. If it lands on that, I'll do it again. Yeah, how about we could do track things from Pope's past, huh? Um, because I don't want people to put guns in their mouths. So, <laughs> oh, um, and mine aren't. So mine are comical, and yeah. yours are tragic. Yeah. So let's let me see. It's doing the spin a minute, a minute. Where's the hole? Where's the hole? Oh God! But now all I have to do is generate a. A movie, mm-hmm. and we talk about the like the plot holes. The plot holes. Wheel of morality. Turn, turn, turn. Tell us the lesson that we should learn. I'm gonna have it pick like five movies, and I'm gonna do comedy. Yeah, we'll just do like random. Okay, so there's which I've seen some of these. Mars Attacks. <laughs> Why have you ever me? seen Mars Attacks? I have. It's been oh. a very long time. Um, oh brother, where art thou? Very, very long time. Back that. to the Future 2. Um, about a boy and Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. But I can, let me let me randomize it again. Let's do. Where Art Thou? I mean, that's a good movie. I just never. The other, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> like they, they stuck their guns on that one. 48 Hours, which is a movie from the 80s with Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. Um, High Fidelity. And to die for with Nicole Kidman, but I don't remember that movie. Well, I think the world's telling us to do Charlie and Charlie Factory. Have you seen the new one? The no, new, I you have, never saw the newer I never one saw with, the new with one. Johnny Depp. No, I have. <laughs> you say that like? Oh wait, I, this isn't the plot one. I'm sorry, I'm getting confused. I thought this was the one where we guess what the plot is. This is where we have to find the hole. So we have to yeah. find the movie. Oh duh, I was. We have I was to find the, the plot thing. hole in the movie. I'm sorry, I made a mistake. So, um, let's see. From the first batch was, I mean, back to the now. See, Back to the Future. No, I say we do just Charlie Jack Factory as, okay. as a movie. Then yes, like you, you, the, the first one, the, right. the original. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Let's Here's, do that. I already let's have. Let's do that. I already have my plot hole. I so already it's have. Willie. Willie Wonka. Wait a minute. His. I just. You, what did you do? What? 
I just realized, I don't know why this never sounded funny until now, but his first name is Willie. Like a Willie. Like, it never occurred to me his name that's, is that's your, Willie this is, your, this is your revelation in the movie? Yeah, like, hey, remember several years ago, I figured out why Cheers is called Cheers? Because <laughs> I'm an idiot. I know right away what the, the loophole is. Go right ahead. What is it? That the grandpa can somehow magically get the fuck out of bed when the kid brings home a golden ticket, which everybody has said this. But he's like, oh, we're bed stricken. We can't get up. The four grandparents are sleeping in the bed. Oh, we can't cook. We can't clean. We can't help do laundry. Then that little fucker comes home with a golden ticket and Grandpa Joe just right up, does a little jig and a little tap dance, gets a cane and a hat, envision the whole thing. Yeah, that that is a loophole. I agree with you, but there's even a deeper loophole. Okay, what is it? All right, that the other, not that one of the that grandparents couldn't get up, mm. that they got all four grandparents in like one bed. Like they're in beds next to each other. What in-laws ever like to talk to each other, let alone be in a bed near each other? Because I don't care if they're that poor. That's They'd be why. Like, I will be in the streets. I'm not talking to that crazy person. No. No. No, that's why. No, that's not a good loophole. No, that, that's that why. Is, I don't know any grandparents that have ever said, you know what? I want to really live with um, my other people. Did Willie know that Charlie was going to be the one from the very beginning to like win? Like, could he sense, and that's why he was, like, so, he was, quote, disappointed when he felt like he cheated or whatever? I don't think so. No? I think it's just, he was happy that it worked. Like, Um, but here's the real question. Yeah. The real loophole is that probably the traffic was going out of business, and he wanted to pass it off to someone else. I mean, you see all the stuff that went on in that factory? There's no way that was cleared by, like, every food division in the planet. Happy labor laws, um, all that. He was probably under so much investigating. He's like, I'm gonna send out a golden ticket, and all rights and legal ramifications will go to you. And it's like, no, I can't be the owner of this place. I just want a ticket and a and a piece of candy. Nope, I told everyone that you're gonna own the factory. You own it. You own it. I'm out of here. Bye. One one person did actually what you just talked about about living in poverty and all that. They said it's unlikely they would live in a poverty in in that fashion in the 70s because this that was set. During present day, they had news yes, and yes, vehicles. This is what I'm talking about. So, like, they're like, why? Why would they be sharing a bed? 1800s, maybe. Right. That's, but no, it's that's not what they're 1800s. saying. Right. That's what they're saying. Also, they're talking about how like they didn't have any modern inventions and like how, could they have been really been that poor? So, like, yeah. No, so actually, makes, you were. Are you were right? Not only right. One. I was right about that. I'm still right about the whole. He wanted to pass off. Like, I don't. I'm gonna get sued. What do I do? I'm going to have a little kid be the owner of this place. And then he wanted to bring a parent because he wanted a parent to sign for it or a legal guardian. That's why he had everyone could get a guest. Well, I think that uh, the tunnel of psychedelics... I was just thought I'm taking shrooms. Yeah, like yeah. I swear he, he like puffed. <laughs> right, he gave them candy or just like blew some puff in their face or whatever. They totally had like a psychedelic like moment so my question is like why because you just didn't have enough budget to like decorate the tunnel and you wanted still wanted it to be special so let's just get them hopped up on drugs i'm just going with the forget, and it was the 70s forget the, forget the the sheer fact of them like making the movie i'm talking about in that movie universe mm-hmm. what is the reason for going to that tunnel? it's just one tunnel to get to the other side yeah they had they have stairs they can walk they had to get a little boat well, uh, not uh, only up until the fr- uh, the first ten minutes of the movie, Grandpa Joe couldn't walk, but <laughs> but after that he could. Yeah, because he's like, "Did you win a golden ticket for what? Owning yeah. a factory? Well, in that case, you're my favorite grandkid. Here like, we I, go." I feel bad. Like he didn't take his mom. Like his mom didn't. No, go. no one cared for this kid. The only one who saw thought, "Hey, this. I don't want to sleep in a bed next to my my these old my people. Children. Oh yeah. I'm gonna get out of this bed. Why? I can't stand." sleeping near you again <laughs> you know the original movie it, because we were kids obviously when we watched it it has like a special place in your heart the new one 
I guess it stays it's for truer other- to the. It's for a new, different generation, but tr- it stays closer to the book. But it it's just because it's Tim Burton. It's just fucking weird. It's just weird. Well, I mean, the made, first one's weird. He, come on, Tim Burton did Batman movies, and even I was like, "Yeah, this is a Batman movie." What was that? What? Why? Why is? Arnold Schwarzenegger, Dr. Freeze. That wasn't a Tim Burton movie. Oh, well, that wasn't? I thought no, that was Tim Burton. No, 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 no. He only did Batman and Batman Returns. Ah, why did I think he did no, Batman? No, I don't I remember th- who the fuck who did, did that. that no, 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 no. Oh, I thought that was him. No. No, he did the good ones. The one with... Oh, he did the first The Joker. Two. I mean... No, the Joker. Yeah, Jack, right. Jack uh, Nicholson and the Penguin. The yeah, next those two. Oh, were Danny DeVito was so good. No, the um that was Batman and Robin, right? With with Arnold. Yeah. Arnold. Okay, who directed this one? Let me see. Oh, Joel Schumacher. <laughs> he directed Phantom of the Opera. I just don't like of all the people, it's just so funny the projects that people work on. I'm like, okay. Um Yeah, that was one of the movies I watched where I was like, is Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> in a giant robe that have d- penguins on it telling people to sing the the Christmas song. Uh, 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 this oh. was when George Clooney was Batman. Yes. Yes. That yeah. was it. That was just a weird scene for me to watch. Like him direct his, like, I Mr. White Christmas. I, sing, yeah. 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 Sing. I'm like, dude, you, I mean, you're supposed to be a scientist. It's, oh, yeah. this is the one with the crotch that Batman has a crotch. And the, yeah. I'm looking on IMDb and the rating is a 3.7 out of 10. I'm surprised it's that high. Yeah. And they had a, the a promising. They had a promising. Listen, it was 1997. Arnold, George Clooney, Chris O'Donnell, Uma Thurman, Alicia Silverstone, amazing stars like of TV and film. Um, in from the 90s, and they just it was so cartoonish. Oh, yeah. This was the nipples. The nipples. They had nipples on the suit. Man, this movie was a mess. <laughs> How did we get- I'm sorry. How did this get made? It was so bad. That's why it's rated 3.7. Anyway, oh, we went on a tangent about yeah, Batman sorry. and Robin. Sorry. Anyway. You know, you know how bad a movie has to be to make you go on a rant on it? Remember the, the only thing I remember from that is the promotion, the promotional cups from yeah. McDonald's or Burger yes. King. I can't remember what, which one. Yes. Is this also the one with Jim Carrey in it? No, that's the No, that's one. the other. That's the, the other one, that's which the was also one. not. Eh, that was, I feel once they once they went, you know, the Arnold and Thuma and and Bane, I was like, we're we're you know what, go ahead, <laughs> you got you yeah. got Two Face in there, but uh, yeah. So um, anyway, that was our little recap of the next chapter of the Mandalorian. We're gonna continue next week, and uh, we'll also release a Buffy episode too because we we have I have one in the bank that I can release. Um, do you have anything else to add, Sir Kevin? No, I'm just actually excited to see them uh, fight over Mandalore. Yeah, they they really they all pick- they all like glass, green glass. <laughs> they do. Hey, it's pretty. That's the whole planet. I'm just glad they amped up the plot, so I'm excited. Um, I that is it for me. You will catch me. Fuck. Why do you do this? Fuck. She keeps doing it. Her her percentage I- keeps getting lower. I haven't done, I haven't fucked up in a while. I know it's two now. I will catch you on the flip side. Mandalore is a planet of glass. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye.